The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Two players, two sides. Do you have any idea how badly I want to kill you? One is light. Hey, damn it, run! One is dark. We're the good guys, Michael. Son of a bitch. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! Dude? You all, everybody? Let's go, friends. You all, everybody? I love you, Benny. But if we can't live together, I says friends. I've always loved you. We're gonna die alone. Don't you leave me. I'm so sorry. Guys, we have to go back, Kate. I love you. We have to go back! Hey everyone, welcome back to We Have to Go Back, a Lost Rewatch podcast. I'm super excited about this episode. I thought this was a great episode. Maybe others here do not, but I do. So let's get into it, man. With me is Fuch to the Nooch. Happy to be here. How's it going? Good, good. My main man, Daz. Everybody. He may not be David Keith or Keith David, but it's Keith Stewart. Hey, what's shaking, Bacon? And our lost historian, Jesse himself. Hello, everybody. Man, I don't know. You guys, you guys think this is a great episode? I thought this was a great episode. Like, I found myself mostly bored throughout the whole thing. No, I mean, you are definitely... Um, wrong i mean uh welcome <laughs> to your opinion but uh no i think I was, I was excited just because i was sitting there reveling in how right i was about my prediction as i watched boone die it was great spoiler alert so let me ask you guys keith and i were talking about this okay we're just gonna jump at spoiler alert boone dies at right after boone dies and they start playing uh did you not think oh, I love the music, music when it queued up? It was great. I did too. I for a second I forgot where I was, but we'll get into all of this episode. I literally look back at my computer and I'm like, Gunner, would you please <laughs> wait? We're not ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's just dive into the deets, man. Episode 20, Do No Harm. It originally aired on April 6, 2005, uh, and it was one week after the previous episode. It was I like that we already brought up that do no harm what isn't actually part of the Hippocratic Oath. Yes, that was last week. When yeah, I, which was I just right. found that interesting that now that's the name of the episode. Yes, I'm like, oh right. yeah, it's not even uh it's not really relevant. Well, it's, it's it's commonly misconceived as part of the oath, but it's I guess it's thematic, you know, it's just kind of something you associate with doctors and it's apt apt theme for that for this one. Yep, yep. Yeah, isn't that was, it would have been a little bit better if if Jack went through that harebrained cargo door idea, I think, and tortured Boone before he died. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, had he gone through with his plan, he is certainly not living up to the do no harm credo. <laughs> He's just, but but we'll get to that all in good time. Yeah, yeah. It's such a great. Yeah, I like this episode a lot, and I had totally forgotten about all of it. You know, I remember that, you know, Boone died at some point, but I don't remember this whole episode that he got. You know, I'll, devoted I, to this. I just don't. I, 
it was like watching a totally you know new thing I'd never seen. Son, she was the hero. Well, my wife says son is the hero of this episode. You know, it's funny. I felt reason. Yeah. I felt the same way. Like that opening scene where where the guys trying on the tux. And then they go, and now for the groom. I was like, what? Like, I totally <laughs> forgot. And that happened later in the show, too. Anyway, we'll get into it. This is directed by Stephen Williams. And this is his second uh, directorial endeavor. for the. That was a dumb sentence. Brutal. Stephen Williams, his second episode he directed. Jess, you know what the first one he did was? Uh, no, I don't. Wait, all, the all the best, best. cowboys have daddy issues. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Which was the previous Jack episode? I do uh, like the phrase "directorial endeavor," though. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's good. I like that. Uh, it was written by Janet Tomorrow, Tamaro, Tomorrow. I don't not tomorrow, Tamaro. And this is her one and only episode she ever did. So after this, she was back to getting coffee for Darlton. So. Um, the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> All right, so every actor was in this episode except one. Who wants to take a shot at who is not in this episode? Daz, you got it? I see it on your face. Who didn't we see? We didn't see uh, uh, Rose. Terry O'Quinn. Terry O'Quinn, you're right. We did not see Lockheed. Well, Rose is not in, in the opening cast. She's not in the starring cast. Oh. Um, guest stars, uh, John Terry is Christian Shepard. That was another moment. We'll get to that later. Um, Zach Ward played Mark Silverman. Now, Jesse, Mark Silverman was in another episode of Lost. The character of Mark Silverman. Where was he? Was it White Rabbit, like where he's defending the bullies? Boom! Look at this guy. That's why he is our lost historian. Wait, wait, wait! What? So in in White Rabbit, I think it was the opening scene. It opens with Jack's eye as a little kid, and uh, he was uh, like he was fighting, but he was protecting his friend from the bullies, and his father was having a talk with him about it. Yep. So, so his childhood friend that he protected was his best man at his wedding. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay, nice. I did not catch that. That's yeah. neat, though. Yeah, I, I had faith in you, Jesse. I had faith in you in that. He fucking filled out nice when he grew up, huh? He went from a little kid to pretty, pretty fucking jacked. Like. <laughs> and then, of course, the star of this episode, the lovely Julie Bowen as Sarah or Sarah Shepard. Uh, I love me some Julie. I have always loved Julie Bowen. I mean... Was it Ed? Wasn't that the show she was on? Yeah, Ed. that's where I, I fell in love with her. And uh, I will always say that's the best thing she's ever done. I see, you know what? I just rewatched uh, Happy Gilmore for the first time in like 20 some odd years, maybe even 25 years. And I'm like, yeah, Julie Bowen's in this. I forgot that. Yeah. So Modern Modern Family is the best thing she's ever done, but I probably she's never seen anything else. so but. good in my... And I love her, and it's not like, oh, she's hot, I'm in love. I just, like, her personality is just, I just, in everything. Modern Family, yeah, she was great. I mean, well, then you like her as an actress. You, you don't know what her actual personality is. She, I love the character she's played. It's not her. <laughs> you are right, I guess. Um, so co-stars in this episode, uh, Clarence Logan played the minister, and John Tilton played the tuck shop owner. And uncredited, 
Our good friend Faith Faye. Did you get the screenshots I sent you? I did. I mean, she's just like a half a face in the background that's obscured by someone's shoulder in, in everyone. Well, the every first time I saw her, I screamed, Fei-Fei! Like, I was so excited <laughs> that I saw her. And then I caught her the second time. And I tried to send pictures of you guys, but the second picture, like, that you see her kind of, you can see her face, but there's a big shadow of it. And then as soon as the camera started going over to Sawyer where she was sitting next to him, like someone popped their shoulder up and I'm like, no, move, move. (laughs) (laughs) So also Dustin Watchman as Scott Jackson was in this episode and our good friend Madison as Vincent. So here's the the big deets on this. Uh, This is Jack's, it's a Jack-centric episode, his third. So while most people have only had one, this is Jack's third, and we're not counting the pilot. So that would technically be his fourth then if we counted the pilot. So so how many, so up to this point, Locke has had two. Anyone else have two, Jess, at this point? Um, let's see. Are we, a, it, it would either be, has Kate's about to have her second, I think, but okay. other than that, no. Kate yeah. Locke, Jack's son, Charlie Sawyer, Saeed, Claire, uh, Jack, Char- two, Charlie Kate, Kate had two, Boone, Mike Lamont, Charlie had, Charlie had three? I think did Charlie had, had a couple episodes. I know, Charlie had two, Homecoming in the Moth. Kate had two. Uh, Sawyer had two, and then Jin and Son, you know, they kind of had the different ends of it. So at this point in the show, Jack has had third, and Shannon has not had any. Good. So, because they technically consider the one a, uh, a Boone episode. So, all right. And this covers days 41 and 42 on the island. So let's just get into it. It starts with Boone dying and Jack's getting ready to do surgery on him. And uh, hey, his... what was your initial thought upon seeing Boone? Well, I knew uh, that he was in grave danger. And um, I was at the point where I was just like, um, he doesn't look good. I don't know if he's going to make it. And um, <laughs> that is good for my uh, fantasy uh, lost pool that i was gonna your have deadpool <laughs> yeah say, in, initial thought was just man boone looks fucked yeah. he is not looking good yeah i um i think we did a good job of not spoiling i actually uh here's a peek behind the curtain i messaged everyone last week except you keith and i'm like remember boone didn't die let's not spoil that for keith <laughs> yeah, thanks for saying that i was because I just kind of assumed that he died last episode. I was like, well, Boone's dead. Because I remember him dying, but I'd forgotten this. So. I uh, completely forgot that he died. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, like when we started this show, I, I thought he was he, he made it all the way to at least the last season. Nice. Good for but you. Like when I said, yeah, man, like when I said, I kind of forgot most of the show. Like I really forgot most of this show. <laughs> well, I mean... I, I, this show isn't really isn't like Game of Thrones. I mean, this was kind of before you had, you know, Sean Bean in the show, and you're like, oh, so he's gonna die. Like they didn't really kill off main people, 
And I mean, I, not. That's true. That's totally true. This is a, that, that's one of the weird things about this sort of. And I don't think Lost. Um, I mean, spoiler. I don't think Lost really does that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like they ever just kill someone off just to kill someone off. They do a well, you know. Well, not like Walking Dead. It's, oh yeah, they Walking Dead. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. So, um, so before we get back into that, just the quickness, I already mentioned it, but the Jack flashback, I was super surprised when Jack was the groom. Anyone else surprised or? Yeah, actually I was. It seemed like they were setting it up that way because he was like so shittily dressed. But uh, yeah, definitely was like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Andy keeps going to the guy saying, it's okay. You can back out. You don't have to do this. Yeah, what well, kind my first thought was. Jack, what a dick. Like he's just yeah. telling his friend to back up. And I actually wrote that. I wrote Jack Flashback is helping friend put on I think I meant to put tux, but I wrote text. Tells friend he can back out. Uh they said, uh boom, Jack is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, well back to Boone and Jack. Um Jack tells Boone he's gonna save his life. He's not gonna die. Like this is just I mean, this is just Jack going full Jack on this. Um, yeah, everyone else really, even though they weren't in, very involved, they all just froze. Like Hurley was just about to black out until he got shouted at to do something. You know, Kate just stood there and and like froze. And he's like, go get the booze, idiot. Like, I need the booze. Uh, I mean, he went but, full ER surgeon. It was kind of yeah, badass. I, yeah, I got to give it his surgeon training, like really allowed him to, uh, you know, stay cool under pressure when everyone else just, you know, faltered around him. Uh, so we, we get a quick scene at the beach with uh, Walt, Michael and Sawyer just cooking some fish and Jen's like just doing everything he can to get off the island. <clears throat> and Claire walks by and that to me. This is the first time where Sawyer is like a normal human being. He's just like, he was, he, he calls her a nickname. Like I can't even remember what it is. I should have wrote it down, but like a sweet nickname. And, uh, Sawyer's like, uh, he goes to Michael. She likes me. Like, it's just nice. Sawyer being nice. what do you think of nice Sawyer guys? The Sawyer turn has occurred because, like, he was nice to her. I think he called her Mama Sita. Yeah, that's right? what it was. You're right, and Mama then, Sita. And then, uh, and then Kate comes and asks for alcohol, and he doesn't even hesitate. He's like, "What do you need? Here, you know, here you go." And well, uh, well, so he 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 gives it to her just immediately. Well, not even that. He gives her the alcohol, and he's like, "What can I do to help?" Right. And she's right. like, "Too many cooks." We could talk about that. It's the next. It's the next scene. But um. Why Kate doesn't want sort of do you think she's just trying to keep him and Jack apart or do you really think she thought there were too many people what, what do you think does I don't know I mean it was a it was kind of a strange interaction first I was very surprised by Sawyer's you know just giving a shedding his you know his gruff exterior for a bit and being all, all of a sudden, you know, Mr. Cooperative. That is, that was strange. Very altruistic out of nowhere. He didn't well, know what was going on. Well, he here's, the, here's the thing in his mind. If you are in the mind of Sawyer right now, you are days away from getting off this Island and you're eating fish right now and watching uh gin do all the work. as You're on your union break. 
Okay, it's it's obvious that he could tell that she was concerned because someone was hurt. That the way that her, she was frantic, so he she he probably figured out really quick. You know, Sawyer's smart. Okay, yeah, uh, you know, somebody's hurt, so I gotta fork this over. What if she was just really, really desperate for cocktail hour? <laughs> well, you know what, like. And just like, ran back to the cave. Give me a fucking whiskey or something. With all the fucking fucking sweet and sour mix. And <laughs> I mean, this goes back to confidence, man, where he tells Kate, he's like, give, give me a box of Band-Aids. I can lead the island. Like, Jesse, did, do, don't you think right now? Well, I don't want to lead you. I don't want to, as, as uh, Daz would say, I don't want to lead my uh, witness. But uh don't you think he could lead the island, Sawyer? Uh, yeah. I mean, like uh, he's, you know, he's he wants to run away, and that's what he's gonna do. Yeah, he's he's a different kind of of leader. So, uh, yeah. So back in the caves, we got uh, Boone. We find out Boone needs blood. Oh God, no! Back in the caves, we have Jack just sweating into his open <laughs> surgery wounds. Yeah, but that's why they got the little like dabber lady. You know, when you watch uh, you know hospital dramas, they always got someone dabbing the sweat off the surgeons. That's a real thing, man. You can't be dripping your sweat into his like <laughs> fucking just like open lung. Open lung. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> his lung is being filled up with God knows what. Uh, I would assume blood, but, but. I, you know what? I think does your your wife had something because Sun just took over, and Sun just like go 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 take a breather. She's she's my wife is now a guest on this show, <laughs> but she's she weird. tells you she's like step out, take a breath, because Jack's like freaking out, yelling at everyone. Charlie's trying to get answers out of him. Jack is as cool and collective as he kind of was. He's kind of loses it at this point. So it's kind of, it's kind what of weird. Deal? Yeah. What is going on with him? It's like, it's like Jack is just, I mean, uh, you know, Boone has become some kind of like, I don't know. Like, well, wasn't that, didn't, you know, his dad gave that speech at the pool where he just talks about how Jack like overcommits to everything. This is him over committing to saving Boone. Like sometimes people just can't be saved. Like that shit's lost, mate. Like I know it's it's it's, it's scary to. Well, is, wasn't he? You know, wasn't he caught in this? You know, earlier this season with Charlie and like Kate, they had that weird interaction where you know he's trying to revive Charlie. He's pounding, 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 and Kate's like, "Whoa, you're sick!" You know, stop. And then yeah, all sudden, like she's like having a meltdown while he's just beating the shit out of this dead guy's chest. Right. She's really freaking out. He's like, what is this is going too far. But he doesn't quit and he, and he revives him. So maybe that's like some of that tenacity. Yeah, but those situations are, are a little different. Like Boone is way more fucked up than Charlie, who just got, you know, hung a little. Okay, but let me tell you something. This is what I've learned, especially from working where I work. You know, the lawyers at my firm. They fight hard in every, even when they, when when it's apparent to me that they're going to lose, they fight really hard. In the aggregate, that's how you become successful maybe in certain things. I think medicine and his brand of surgery is probably like that, where he had to just always be, or that's how he's developed, you know, some kind of model of success for himself. He's always fighting to the last straw. You know, you just cannot give up. 
And maybe sometimes, you know, they go the way of Boone, but sometimes they go the way of Charlie and they come back. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of, I'm, I'm a quitter. That, <laughs> right. Why, why I'm waste the energy? I'm glad you're not my heart surgeon or whatever the fuck Jack does. No, like, bro, when you, uh, when you see the, the cause is lost, like, you know, just cut your losses and run. Like, that's okay, right. too. Right, right. Okay, so maybe that's, so, so Sun here sees, you know, that this is a lost cause. Exactly. You know? She sees, she sees things for the reality of it. And she's like, no, on this one, you're going to be really, you know, you're going to be torturing him in his last breaths pretty much for no reason. You just well, get out like, of it with a door, with a fucking cargo door right before he well, died. Before we even got to that, she was addressing the reality of it way sooner when she just gave him a fucking stick to bite on while they reset his leg. Like, okay, look, I've had like a bunch of surgeries and I have a very, very high tolerance to, to anesthesia uh, to the point where like multiple doctors have come in, come in and been like mid-surgery and been like, hey, like maybe you should give him, you know, this dosage. And they're like, no, we already gave him like four times that. And they're like, oh, well, just give him the whole fucking syringe then. Like clearly like this isn't working. So the doctor says scalpel and you hand the doctor the scalpel is how you're like, telling like, me. The point where I've had to warn off, like, I'm like whatever <laughs> dosage you think you need to give me, start with double and like we'll see what happens. Like you're probably gonna have to use more. And I'm like, it's on my file. Like I'm not like like I'm not seeking Novocaine, like your your localized anesthesia for for drug abuse. Like it's on my file. Are you a flatliner? Uh, Be honest with us. Are you a flatliner? Uh, uh, no, uh, uh, and, and I'm just, but the whole point of this rant is that having something to fucking bite down on makes a difference. They don't carry that in regular doctor's offices. So I had to buy like a little fucking leather strap that I just know to bring with me when I'm having localized surgery. It's so your surgery fucking, strap. Okay. Yeah. So I have something to just, you know, clench my teeth on while, while they're cutting away. How much localized surgery you <laughs> yeah. have your own life? <laughs> You bought this on Amazon. Like, uh, you, hey, you know, some you people know, have like, bowling shoes. Future has a surgery strap. How do you get you on engraved with your with your initials? No, I didn't get it like monogrammed. Right? It was you know, it's 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 a it's a leather bite. Like, <laughs> well, that's great. You know, I mean. It's mostly so you just don't you know gnash your teeth together and right. you don't your tongue your off. That's right. <laughs> nice. So, you know, speaking of all this, we get back to the flashback and we're at Jack's engagement party and uh, Julie Bowen is giving the, or Sarah, we should say, uh, which at this point we don't know her name's Sarah yet, but uh, she's telling the story about how she was in a car accident and she broke her back and Jack promised to fix her and he did. Keith, what'd you think of that story? I thought it fit Jack to a T just because he's probably not in love with her and i'm assuming this is not going to work out in the end because he's just wanting to rescue women and he apparently rescued her and felt like he was just trying to give her more service outside of recovering her by trying to be a husband and to me it, it seemed like a recipe for disaster yeah well we will keep uh we will keep an eye on that then so this is also setting up like his his tenacity on the island it's like he's done this before and it's worked out so of course he's gonna push super hard and it kind of gives a reason to that and now we know twice because he did it with charlie and now we he did it with uh with uh 
his fiance. The available resources for, for saving Sarah versus what's available to save Boone. It, 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 you know, it's not really a fair comparison. <laughs> They're using fucking like sea urchin needles for a blood transfusion. It, you know, it, it's not the same. He's an egotistical surgeon. Like, the, like he's uh, oh, he's, the fucking he, worst. He, yeah, he's gonna go hard it, no matter. Like, it, yeah, he right. he is the one that has the skill. It's not about the uh, the equipment and everything else. It's him that does it. Yeah, to the point where he's about to, you know, chop this dude's leg off with a cargo hatch door. Okay, okay. <laughs> that plan was not going to work. That was a there's, shitty plan. They tested it with that like no dry way log. Cut someone's leg off. Right. The, maybe that maybe the piece of balsa would break, but you're not. Well, and, and, you know, you want to for, forget that. Forget. Say it does work. By all, say it does work. What's the fucking long term end game here? That Boone has to haul around this like bloody. No, they have infected a. There is a wheelchair. I put that in my notes. I put that in my notes. Yeah, have fun dragging that wheelchair through the sand and forest. That, that's gonna that's gonna be a great <laughs> life he lives. And hey, they do a, not they tell can... him what he cannot do. Okay. Yeah. You guys catch it when when Jack said. That. Yeah, we'll get uh, there. No, we'll I get there. Put it in the notes. Was, yeah. Yeah. I was like, whoa! I did not remember this. All right, so let's get back to the island. Let's get back to Kate. Um, so Kate is uh, is running through through the forest to get back to uh, to get back to the island, and she trips and falls. Um, and then she decides, I know he's dying and could probably use all this alcohol, but I'm gonna look in the bag. So did anyone catch what happened when she fell? No. Listen to this. Listen to this. See if you can catch it. Did you catch she it? She had an orgasm. Did she, she say fuck? She said fuck yeah. twice. Listen. <laughs> nice. It sound more it sounded like an orgasm to me. But. Well, that's that's, uh, that's a, where your mind is. Orgasm, Keith. Yeah. Well, would you just give me Kate uh moaning and and uh, re- repetitiveness? I'm gonna think that. <laughs> He's a virgin, give him a break, right? <laughs> Mumbling yeah. fuck under her breath. That, that's all it takes for Keith. That's that's all, all right. I'm thinking about, yeah. I mean, do you think she should have stopped? Anyone, I don't care. <laughs> she just stopped to look in the bag. Just keep running. Of course, we find out it was good because she ends up seeing Claire. I mean, but that was their MacGuffin, right? They just needed some reason for her to to stop and find Claire. Yeah. And if she's going full bore sprint, she's just going to miss her. And I love how she, she, she starts screaming and all of a sudden, John, Jin, like, I hear that and he runs like the one guy that can't really do anything runs and uh and i guess does something well clearly he he can't do nothing he he kind of saves the day here right you think yeah, michael and awesome. walt and uh sawyer were pissed or like this was our meal ticket this guy's building this whole thing where he we're eating fish uh they weren't around where were they i don't know that's true yeah, they, they, they weren't there he was like, they did just the eat fish i have a very good idea where they were they just. <laughs> this is an awesome Jen episode. Like you finally see the joy like come out in him, and uh, and he's not just like the gruff guy. Like yeah, there's a there's a scene later on that I, I love Jen in, and I, it's great. At yeah, this point in the show, on. he's my least favorite character. Even no, no, son's my least. He's my second least. Um, even before Shannon and Boone, the, those two are my least favorite, and they both shined in this episode. 
Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. So uh, yeah, so now Claire's in labor. And then back in the caves, uh, Jack's trying to figure out Boone's blood type. And we find out he's uh, a negative and he's like, goes to Charlie's, go find everyone on the island. So, and figure out what everyone's blood type is, which we can jump into this scene. It happens a little bit later, but uh, he comes back and he's got four people's blood types. And he's like, you only got ask four people's like only four people know. So let me ask. There's six of us here. Five of us here. I can't count. Um, how many of you guys know your blood type? I do. I, I'm going to say one, but I'm like 60, 40 on whether it's correct <laughs> or not. What about you guys? You know your blood type? I think it was a. A B minus or a C plus. <laughs> <laughs> not not your GPA, bro. Your blood type. Oh, oh, oh. oh got it. Okay. What about you, Jess? You I know? Have, I have absolutely no idea. My blood yeah. type is like gravy. That's all I know is that it's like <laughs> I went to give plasma in college and the nurse said said, Your blood's chunky like Crisco. And I never <laughs> gave plasma again. Or blood. Uh, what fucking Red Cross did you go to? I don't know. That's a down in Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm O positive. <laughs> o positive? Yes. So uh yeah, I um I had a friend that gave plasma. That was his job in college. He would go three times a week and give plasma. He's probably dead now. <laughs> I mean, or he's getting it. plasma from someone else because he. So, all right. So, while all this is going on, we uh, are, I finally find a good friend of ours in La La Land. Oh, I love that Shannon was just off having this like totally fucking self-involved romantic evening. Well, Boone was just painfully like bleeding to death uh, under some rocks. Well, well, listening to people talk about chopping his leg off with a cargo hatch. Well, that's... she's on an ide- on a date with a genuine Iraqi. Oh man, that's just. But they don't bang. Well, he he just you know. He didn't have uh, expectations, j- just hopes. Hopes. <laughs> how, do we, yeah. how, do, how do we know? Because it's in the episode. He explicitly don't. They explicitly talk about not having sex, and then yeah, but who's go gonna find Boone? Who's I, gonna admit that though? I do kind of think it's awesome that she's just nowhere to be found on a date. Did you realize they're going on a date, Keith? Or were you surprised? Um, I kind of assumed it. I kind of assumed that he was trying to find some quaint place to you know get a little get his move on away from everybody else so i was not surprised can i just say like perfect date idea actually just like chilling around a fire i'm gonna i'm gonna do that with my wife you know somewhere so when you and your Uh, wife get stranded on a deserted island (laughs) yeah his options were super limited like he's not gonna take her to the movies (laughs) you're right i know you're right but i was just thinking that would be a great date with all the other options that are available, that would be a great date. Oh, quick. What was your best first date you ever went on? Best first date? Um, well, I went to a great jazz bar, jazz hip-hop bar with my wife on our first date. This was probably How about you, Keith? Best first date. Uh, my first date was... Um, two no, not, not your like first, your best first date. 
Um, I would say my best first date was probably my wife. Just because we, it was very memorable. Is that when she touched your leg and you put her in her place? Did you put? Yes, that was it. That was actually that night. Popcorn and get it all buttery. Yeah, we we have great stories from Joe's Crab Shack, which I've never been there again. And then I did a karaoke. You gave your wife's crabs on your first date? What? In a shack, Joe's. At Joe's, yeah. My best first date was uh, I took a girl. It's We were just friends, so it wasn't like a really romantic thing. But I'm like, you know what? Get dressed up in your promiest dress. And so she got dressed up in a prom dress. I got dressed up in like a suit. And I said, I'm going to take you someplace as a surprise. We went to Waffle House and got steak and eggs. And then, oh, went, and then went to the Dollar Theater. Boom. I went all out. Steak dinner and a dollar movie. In our pimp nice. suits and prom dresses. That's about awesome. you, Jess? That's a lot of fun. That sounds like a really fun date. Yeah, it was. You know what? Because there was no pressure. Because we were just friends. I didn't want to date her. It was that we were like the last two people on campus. It was like my parents were picking me up Saturday. It's like Saturday morning. And she was staying there for the summer. So we were like literally the last two people on campus. So we're like, well, let's hang out. Jess, what about you? First dates are rough. I'm still waiting on my my great first date. Obviously, I'm the only unmarried person here. No, I'm unmarried. <laughs> okay, cool. So maybe you and uh, Fute should go on a date together. That'd be awesome. I, I, yeah. I had a, a good first date, just not. I didn't marry the the lady. Right, right. Uh, m- mine was actually pretty fun. Uh, I happened across uh, some some tickets to a Megadeth concert at DTE. And convinced this, uh, yeah, it was like a like a you know our first date online hookup type thing, uh, uh, to go to this show with me. So we spent the entire day. We went around to like um, like Salvation Army and bought a bunch of like you know death metal clothes, and then went around to like Myers and shit and bought a bunch of like fake tattoos and like fake tattooed ourselves up, and then went to this like fucking you know DT is like a big outdoor theater. Uh, you know, went to this fucking awesome Megadeth show. We actually wound up having sweet seats and then snuck into like the VIP area and then like went and did all of that shit. And then, uh, you know, it ended a little, you know, pretty fortuitously. So, you know, it was a, that was a good <laughs> first date. But did she end up a groupie with the Megadeth people and you went home alone? Uh, no, I mean, she, she grouped up with me. So that, that was oh, fun. Yeah, that's good. My wife and my first date, uh, at, right before I'm getting ready to leave, my boss is like, can come to my office for a sec? And I got fired. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I ended up at my first date. How was your day to date? I was fired from my job and she still dated me and married me. So did she uh, offer to pay for dinner? No, or she did. I don't think so. Situation? <laughs> I don't believe so. That's but, a hell of a move. Be like, ah, I lost my if job. Did, today. We married her right then there. Well, it was weird because we were. She's a big New York Yankees fan. She's from New York, and the Sox were playing the Yankees that weekend, and so we we're supposed to go out and on Saturday, and so I'm like, I'm gotta get these tickets. So I tried, tried, tried. I couldn't get the tickets, um, and so I get home, and million to one shot, my dad's like, hey, you got tickets to the Sox Yankees game on Saturday. She's like, I got an extra ticket if. You want to invite a friend. So I'm so I'm like, awesome. And I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I want my first date with this girl to be with my dad and sister. <laughs> so I called her up. I'm like, yeah, we're going to go out on Thursday instead because she had something going on Friday. 
And uh, she's like, are you telling me or asking me? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to go out on a date? So our first date was on Thursday. The next two days later, she I met my dad. Gone total fucking dominance. Be like, no, no, I'm telling you. We're going out. <laughs> if I was Keith, right? I would have done that. But I'm not manly enough. You know, my me. second date, funny, was um, we went to uh, two days later, we went to the Oak Ridge Boys concert at um, the State Fair with my family and, and all that stuff. And it was very... Um, it was very weird second date being with the family. Yikes. Yeah, it is a little weird, but what can you do? All right. So back to the flashback. Uh, we got Jack at the piano in the bar. And all of a sudden, uh, Sarah comes down in her jammies. And uh, what you, this is a great scene, Jess. What do you think of this scene? Yeah, it's great. Uh just to see their interaction and uh then you know throwing a little heart and soul yeah but she schmucked it up why because well, she told them about the girls that there was looks no she like the song she played off oh key. she yeah. apologized for it like <laughs> uh, well i thought it was it was cute no I, it was mm-hmm. it, it it showed them I mean, I thought the whole point of the scene was to show that maybe their their coupleship and their and their you know relationship in general is, is it's it's real. Like it's not just him, you know, trying to save her. That maybe there is something there. Well, and it was a very sweet, genuine interaction between them. We also find out that he's struggling writing the wedding vows, which could be another. I mean, if if you're looking at this episode, and I think we've even discussed this, where you know, in my mind these thoughts that are happening are going through Jack's head as the Island is happening. So he's looking back on his life. So he's now looking back at a time where he was about to fail and we don't know, is he going to fail or not? And he's failing at writing these vows. Something as simple as that. Right. Do you think Jack's flashbacks are happening? Well, he's well, in in my mind, that's how I interpret everyone's flashbacks that, they're just how what they're thinking of at that moment. Like no, I, I'm with I, you. I kind of do the same thing. Yeah, I actually see it as it's subconsciously in them, but they're not thinking about it. Like mm-hmm. this is these are the experiences that are sort of informing their decisions in the present on the island, but we don't. They're not actually thinking about. It. But, so it's okay. their their action driver like ingrained in yeah, their DNA, right. but they're they're not consciously thinking about that right. event. Gotcha. Yeah. Right, right. That's, that's what okay. I think. What do you um, think, Jess? How do you interpret it? Yeah, like I think it's like super subconscious, and it like it, it's more for the audience to explain why they're doing what they're doing on the island. Uh, you know, to fill that in to their history, so that you can like when people are doing things, you can be like, oh, I understand, like where they're coming from. Good call. Good call. Now, the most interesting part of the show, this episode, for me was the vows and what what does it say about him that he's not able to write the vows well i think we find out later at least we'll get to that part with his dad um but uh i mean it does it have anything to do with this you know the, there's that that theme of him not being able to let go but i don't see that as the vows I, Maybe I he's just a shitty writer yeah, maybe he's a shitty writer, but I think he's plagued with self-doubt, and that's why he can't write the vows. He's constantly critiquing himself. Or you think there's some finality to writing the vows, and he just... That too, okay, so that's that's also suggested, 
that maybe he's not totally in love with this this woman and he knows it and he almost says it like during the speech you know he almost, <laughs> almost. Yeah, yeah you brought it up like that was a, a really that awkward was a speech. weird speech right and, like and those were she's, and she's reacting completely like appropriately i think she's good like wait what what are you saying dude? yeah like like as jack don't you look at her reaction and go oh shit i better reel this bin like re like pretty quickly because she's not reacting how i how i want yeah yeah, yeah. well back so, back in the ahead. caves uh you know, Jack's now giving blood to uh, Boone. He's trying to do everything he can to save him. Kate shows up, and uh, or I'm sorry, Jen shows up, and that was I th- another cool scene. And uh, Jen and Charlie end up going to help Kate deliver the baby. And Charlie yeah, had one of his dumbest moments ever, like right before they go and take off. Uh, when he's like talking about the the how they might go into anaphylactic shock if it's a bad donor and his heart will stop. And Charlie's like, oh, you mean he'll die? I'm sitting here going, no, Charlie, his heart's going to stop and he's going to be just fine. Like, just keep on tick. Like, yes, he means he's going to die, you idiot. <laughs> it's like... Uh, uh, Avengers Infinity War where uh, Peter Dinklage is Peter Dinklage is like the blast of the sun will kill you and he goes only if I die yes that's what killing you means that was an (laughs) awesome scene I loved it only if I die (laughs) don't forget about uh, I think one of the most important parts uh, for Sun was when she went and got the was it the blowfish or that coral Thing the, the urchin needles the urchin yeah and she got the needles and i mean i thought that was even though it the blood transfusion didn't end up saving boone's life it was very uh it was very um i guess fortuitous for her yeah and it's almost like i don't think she was a nurse um back in her time um correct me if i'm wrong but she seemed to have that caring nature about her yeah she She's really surprisingly she, resourceful how did she know that he was a goner I mean, didn't we all know? Bro, look at that leg. He's fucked. So I, like, I, would, you, I wouldn't question the doctor's judgment. I'd be well, like, I okay, would in that situation. With the door? Bro, okay. yeah, I, I would question the doctor's judgment when he even uh, uh, Hurley was like, bro, you're looking pretty goth there. He's all delirious from giving half of his blood through a fucking sea urchin needle and a rubber hose to a guy in the middle of the jungle. Like, <laughs> no, man, he is not thinking clearly right. <laughs> well, it's funny how we get two back to back scenes of hope. Because we go, we we go back to Claire, and the contractions have stopped, and she's like, yeah, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk back to the beach." <laughs> and like, "No, you're not." And all of a sudden, her water breaks. And then at the same time, Boone kind of wakes up a little, and he's telling Jack, he's trying to tell him about the plane and the hatch. Uh, and then he he reveals that John told him not to tell about the hatch. Starts calling out for Shannon, which, of course, leads us to Shannon on the date with Saeed. And she actually tells him about Boone, says that she still kind of loves him. And then a great line by uh, Shannon. She says, we're here for how long? And so is Boone. Boom. Maybe you shouldn't be there. You'd know. But then Saeed says uh, a little deeper. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then she does not. She doesn't want to go back. She wants to take things slow with Saeed. So good for her. Little too slow. If you just got it over with, maybe you could have seen Boone before he died. <sighs> so back, back, back to uh, uh, Charlie and Jin. They make it to Claire, and Kate's given birth. And uh, let me ask you a question, Daz. Do you think that when she got that Kate got there and she's now giving birth that she wishes Sawyer was there with her to help because poor, uh, poor Kate was kind of all alone there for a while. I thought Jen would be there. I thought they would both be there helping, but Nope. Kate pretty much had to do it all by herself. It seems like she didn't want them there. And at one point, Charlie tried to go over and Jen was just like, dude, no. <laughs> Which well, we were going to talk about it later, but I love how Charlie was like the the 1950s uh, husband in the waiting room just sitting there. Like, <laughs> yeah, all he was missing is a cigar. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, it's like he was taking credit for it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's really cute. What were you saying, um, Jess? You can say something. Oh, I was just saying that uh, them jumping up and down was just like the joyful moment. Yeah. I think it's just like, oh my God, Jen's got, got something to him. And he's smiling. I gotta think Jen yeah, has yeah. smiled this whole show. Yeah. The real quick labor, too. Well, I guess. You just gave Not me- really. Well, it no, he was at two the- two minutes, right? When Yeah, but it the contraction started when the sun was up, and then it took all night, I think, for it to happen. So then I mean when- the sun goes down in like 30 30- 40 minutes right but who's to say that it couldn't have started at sun going down yeah i i don't know it's it seemed quick uh so is anyone else uh uh under the impression that claire's baby is now the reincarnation of of boone i was thinking that myself is are they trying to suggest that in any way like okay they they seem to exit and enter very uh timely Yes. Yeah, they did. And there's all sorts of crazy things happening in the island. So who knows? But I got, I hope not. You know, we've had enough boons on the island. No, I just like in the, in the words of the great Michael Giacchino, life and death, it's just a storytelling thing. They just sync those up and, uh, and it really kind of packs a punch. I agree. Yeah. It's about the cycle of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, that's what I thought that like, you know, one, you know, and, and in how time changes everything and like we're, we suffer through grief and then we can also celebrate things in virtually the same time. And, uh, you know, that's just how life is. It's constantly that cycle. That, that's, that's probably what I got out of it, though. I did get a sense of like, OK, what is good? It, I did have that question in my mind, like, is Boone going to somehow haunt this poor, innocent baby? That's <laughs> the body. I hope not. You know, if I was Boone, I would uh, haunt Jack for, like, torturing me and keeping me alive. To, and, and I'm sitting here going, like, bro, if you can get that thing to your, your cargo hatch to get all slicey, do Take not the put head. my leg in there. Put my head. Put my neck in there. I was there. thinking the same thing. Fucking head Actually, my thought was it. someone should get Sawyer to shoot him in the chest. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like, dude, death is an option in that scenario. And and instead of you trying to cut my leg off with a cargo hatch, I choose death. Like, every time. Although, like, it, it's funny because when he sends, and that's this is the next scene, when he sends Hugo to go get Michael, I you forgot about the chopping off the leg. I thought he was going to get Michael to say, go find John Locke. 
That's what I thought he was going to do. Which, which, by the way, Michael got there in like minutes when it took um, Kate, like, I feel like four hours to go back to the beach. Maybe he hopped on Hurley's back and he just sprinted. Be awesome. The super speed. He took the expressway. (laughs) What was his quote when he uh, jumped out of the way of the the booby trap? Oh, yeah. I'm very sly or nimble or something. Spry. It was probably spry. So back, let's go back to the flashback and Jack is drinking at the hotel. And this might be my favorite scene in the whole episode that doesn't involve Faith Faye. Um, Christian shows up and it's weird because I was sitting there during the speech and I'm like, is this dad not coming to the wedding? And I guess I didn't even think about the mom, but I don't think the mom was in this episode. We saw the mom before. But I didn't see her in this episode either. But um, what a great scene with him and Christian. Like, if you juxtapose juxtapose this and the last episode where you see the downfall of his father, like, night and day. Jesse, didn't you love this scene? Yeah, it's it's great setting up their relationship. And just whenever, like, Christian Shepherd is on screen, like like you you always set up and you're you're kind of like paying a little extra attention because you know something either crazy or important is happening yeah and i love jack's like what if i can't be the husband or father i want to be what if i asked her asked her to marry her because i saved her life should i marry her dad and he goes commitment is what's make you tick jack the problem is you're not good at letting go and no, Jack is not, as we find out in this episode, he is not good at letting go. So and that's why, uh, that's why I think it's not going to work out. What was it? I just said, and that's why I think the marriage is not going to work out. Another prediction by the Virgin. Go ahead. Can you elaborate? Why do you think that that? Oh, just because of what I said earlier, just about, I think that he is marrying her because he's trying to rescue her. Uh, further from her injury into her life. And he doesn't want to let go of the situation. He wants to continue being a doctor, but in a, in a emotional standpoint. Okay. I just thought that uh, after they emphasized how extensive her spinal surgery was and how he saved her, there's no fucking way she was wearing an open back wedding dress. (laughs) I didn't even guess that would have been that. like, there's no way. <laughs> well, she doesn't care. She told the world Apparently. what he did. Uh, so poor Charlie, uh, Charlie, why did I Charlie? Uh, poor Boone, his leg is dead and Michael's there to cut it off. And I put in my notes, if only there was a wheelchair on the island. Um, uh, so, so what about, what about John Locke and, um, and him getting the, um, the message from Boone before he died about the hatch. Do we are we gonna discuss Where the implications of that? Knives? Yeah. I mean, we will. I guess we will won't find out. I would assume in the next episode. I mean, no, I but it's not- a big it's a big deal in my in my aspect because now Jack knows about the hatch and he's going to hunt down Locke. And apparently, there's going to be a con- big confrontation about this hatch. Yeah, I got I got stuff on that towards the end. We'll talk about that again okay. because I got some some notes on that. Um, but, uh, Claire is, uh, giving birth back to Claire. Charlie's trying to, uh, or Claire's trying to not give birth and she gets yelled at 
And then, of course, Jin uh, stops. Yeah, what in was there. her plan? She's gonna like suck the baby back in. <laughs> I like, guess <laughs> keep him there for a couple more years until she's yeah, ready. She, it, like, it, if she doesn't, if she doesn't breathe, she can't push. It's like a fart. It just absorbs into your body. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So uh, we find out now Boone is bleeding internally as son is like covering his mouth and sees the blood. And uh, of course she said, tells Jack, there's nothing he can do. And what does Jack say, Jesse? There's don't tell me what I can't do. He says John Locke's line. Now, I mean, we see what happens at the end of this episode. And this is what I was going to talk about later, but you know, we all we were talking in earlier episodes about, you know, John versus versus uh, Jack as kind of the two de facto leaders. You know, honestly, up to this point, there really hasn't had any reason to be opposed. This is actually kind of the start of that. So I apologize if I insinuated before that there was kind of a Jack and John thing. But this is kind of the start of it, don't you think? It wasn't that there was a split in them because there was a schism, you know, in their characters or there was a reason for them to be in opposition. It was just one wanted to do things one way and one wanted to go do other stuff. And it was, well, there can only be one leader. So who will the, you know, the Islanders follow? And, And for somebody like me, it was very obvious that they both wanted to lead. But yes, which one was going to win out in the end? Yeah, it's that dilemma, the man of science versus the man man of faith. faith. Yep, absolutely. So then we get to the the Jack's wedding. He didn't write the vows. Um, He's not good at letting go. Afraid of what will happen if he fails. Um, But then he drops the, I didn't fix her. She fixed me. Lame. (laughs) <laughs> Lame. Unnecessary uh, Did anyone else boo their screen actively like I did? <laughs> that? I swear to God, when they he's like, "You fixed me," I was like, "Boo!" <laughs> so, so in your mind, you now know the reason why um, uh, Janet Tamro never wrote another episode for lost oh if that was her little gem then yeah she's she's off the team (laughs) so uh and then we get boone back to boone and he stops jack from taking the leg and he lets jack off the hook keith what are your thoughts at this moment um I don't know. I was like, I won. I, I was right. And I think I was actively in the in the group messaging you guys, uh, bragging about how I had a right prediction about Boone's demise. Is this where you fist pumped the air, Fuge, or was it later? Uh, you know, I, Boone wasn't the problem. It's Shannon? Yeah. Boone was just annoying by proxy. But he's not the, you know, he you, you could have fixed him. Well, then if you hate Shannon so much... Then having Booner die, like, probably killed her inside. So I guess that could be awesome. No, because it just opened up the opportunity for her Sympathy? relationship with Saeed to be easier 
you know, Boone's death, well, a temporary sadness for her is just it it it's the albatross around her neck has been removed. You know, she she can she can just go about her shit now unabated. And I think this was kind of obvious too. This is why I made the prediction on Boone, just because I feel like um early on he wasn't paired up with the woman. He was locks like lackey and he seemed very expendable and they had to have a main character die. I feel like soon to have, to add some drama and some changing to the uh, show a little bit. And he just seemed like a very easy person to let go. And there wasn't a whole lot to lose. He called him out as a red shirt right away. Yeah, pretty much. Those are good hints. Um, also a plane fell on him. That was another yeah, that, that's typically what do. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you guys something. You may survive a plane crash, but you don't survive two plane crashes. What <laughs> <laughs> well, true? If but I did. I did. Plane, you can survive it. If the plane crashes into you, you're not. Yeah, like it's it's a little bit. Well, he wasn't. It wasn't like he was on the ground and it fell on him. It was just he was in the cockpit. He got, he got he was in the cockpit that got smashed to bits. Right. But to be fair, I think I predicted this uh, like episode 17. Uh, so this is before the plane fell on him. Okay. Okay, touche. So then we see Claire. We see that great scene where Charlie is pacing back and forth. And then uh, she gives birth to a boy. And Charlie's acting like the dad and giving hugs and everything. Uh, let me ask you something, Keith. Do you? They didn't say it in this episode. Do you know what the baby's name is? I think it was said in the previous episode that she was planning on naming the kid this. Do you remember? No, I don't know. I mean, I no. can make a wild guess, but I don't know. I don't think she knows it yet. Like she's having problems, like coming oh. up with a name, isn't she? Dang it! You're you're right. I yeah. I withdraw my statement. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Is anyone else uh, worried about her capacity to to care for this child? Uh, she she had like prepartum depression. I, I, I can't imagine how bad the postpartum depression. Plus, she can't okay. even get in the damn opening credits. I mean, how's she yeah, gonna take like care of a baby? <laughs> okay, so you guys you guys know this. So if she doesn't want to be part of the baby, and let's assume she has postpartum, who's gonna be the one that take care of it? I'm gonna guess son, just because she shows compassion for her. You people. may be righter than you think. She seems like a sucker. That's right. <laughs> I don't want to give anything away, but think Hurley. Hurley. Yeah, he's very, very caring. Hurley and uh, Charlie become lovers, and that's their adopted child. I was gonna, I, are you saying like Hurley becomes a wet nurse? or? or, or... <laughs> well, he's wet just because he's sweating. But uh... I think it would be a dry nurse. Yeah, he can, yeah. Well, he did. He did have that leaf, so <laughs> at least part of it will be dry. So yeah, uh, I guess. Needless I don't to know, say, you can milk anything with nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I got nipples, Fuge. Can you milk me? Uh, we'll see. I pray that you cannot milk early nipples. That's what he's trying. I'm. It's uh, it's perfectly normal for men in under situations of uh, extreme stress to to lactate a, a little bit. So they seem like they're in a very stressful situation. You, you, you could probably get uh, quite a bit of uh, 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 lactate for lactose from early. <laughs> Is it called lactate or discharge when it's a guy? Uh, it depends if they're producing the hormone. Hey, man, they can, they can make some milk. I don't fucking know. I'm not an expert in this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're almost done with this episode. So. 
Uh, as one is born, another one passes, and they start playing our song. I'm not going to lie. I teared up a little. I think uh, Giacchino, he, he wins the episode. Like, uh, I think this is this might be the first truly iconic, like, score moment of the show. Now, it's weird because I did put this in my notes, but the actual title of this track is Life and Death. Yes. I have another cut with this same exact, with the one I'm using, and it's called At the Beach. Is that just another track from, like, a later season? It's but, just like yeah, they're, significant. They're, Maybe yeah, there's uh, you know, life and death parenthetical at the beach. <laughs> well, I know the first time they played this, they were at the beach, but that that's not. I mean, this is the, uh, where it is on the soundtrack. I think this exact clip is uh, life and death. But I also have a track named At the Beach, which is the exact same track. Uh, life and death is the album. At the beach is the single. <laughs> <There you laughs> <go. laughs> do, do they use this track anymore? Oh, <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. Every time they play it, I start weeping. I weeped at Boone. I didn't care about Boone, but they played it and I start weeping. Yeah, it's incredible. So, uh, of course, during this, this glorious scene where everyone is seeing the baby for the first time, like I said, I caught Faith Faye twice, and I even put in my notes, I saw Faith Faye with three exclamation points. And then to end this, Jack tells Kate that Boone was murdered, and he's going after John Locke. Keith, how is this going to end? Um, Probably not well, just because um, I don't think Locke's going to, he's not going to want to um, have Jack help, or he's actually going to realize that he can get the hatch open and he's going to use his, uh, his, um, I guess, skills to not quit and get the hatch open. Yeah. Yeah. No, Jack's powers of not quitting. Jack powers. Yeah. Jack powers. Yeah. So let me ask you, Keith, will you think he will eventually get in the hatch? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they don't, I'll probably quit watching and you'll have to get a new host. I have next quite last question for you, Keith. I, I feel like I've been asking you a lot today. Um, who's the next person on the island to die? Oh, um, I don't know. I have to think about that. Maybe the easy one would say the baby. Holy shit, Whoa. Kill the baby. Whoa. <laughs> nice. Be like, all right, this Man. is more work than I thought. First you dropped the C open. word in like eight <laughs> times in one episode, and now you kill the baby. <laughs> oh, I knew there was a reason we were friends, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys all know who the next person to die on the island no. is? I do. I, I'm not sure. I think I do though. I, I do. I'm I'm pretty sure Jesse does as well. But if I have an inclination, I'll uh, pipe in. Gunner, I'll direct message you. And, it, well, I don't want you to tell me if I'm right. I won't say I anything. Want you to yeah. Right, like it's nice forgetting a little bit. I love, right? I love forgetting. Oh, great. I'm glad, mm-hmm. I'm glad that I forgot so much. It's fun. Yeah. I can still be genuinely surprised at something that I'm supposed to know what happened. It's, it's, it's almost like you're a virgin, um, but it's just been for a very long time. Like you carry. Yeah. No, I'm- <laughs> it grew, but my virginity grew back. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> well, guys, it's time for this part of the show. A big one today. The biggest one we've had since. Man, what was the last big one? Scott Jackson? Uh, the pilot? Which the polar bear. bear? The polar bear? Uh, what was what was uh, Greg Grumberg's name? Seth Norris. Seth Norris. Seth Norris. But what about the guy that got sucked into the plane? Gary out? Troop. Yeah, he was an idiot. Oh, I gotta update my spreadsheet, guys, and mark down this death. Sawyer's dad. Come on. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to say goodbye. Up, oh, I got my spreadsheet up. To, to boom, the booner. The booner. Ah, uh, let's mark this down. Boone, we're calling Time of Death, episode 20. Uh, you sister fucking crybaby. Yeah, just glad to see you go. What is hey, the, actually- the cause of death? We will say death by plane crash. <laughs> what if I make another prediction that Boone's not really done yet and he's going to show up in, um, in uh, Shannon's dreams? That might happen. In flashback form or is like a ghost? No, on the island as a ghost. Okay. Well, we did see Jack's dead dad on the island. Yeah, ghosts are not unprecedented here, so. Yep. So, Boone, we gave you a lot of shit in this show. I'm sad for future. One less person for him to hate. We'll see where he moves on to next. I haven't moved on. I still hate Shannon. Like there's not, there's plenty of hate to direct at her. So now Shannon's hatred is twice as much. No, it's like 4% more. It it was, it was always 96 Shannon, like four Boone. So. (laughs) All right. Well, well, Boone, thanks for coming on this journey with us. And hopefully that vampire gig you just booked works out for you. Your death seemed horrible. See you, my friend. So, uh, you know, they got this problem with with the others, right? Like, why not use the opportunity? You get a dead guy, cut off his head, and and put it on a spike as a warning. Scare these fuckers away. No? Yeah, I mean, they could have done that with Ethan. Right? Can we go back to the jerky? Like, why aren't we just like providing some food for everybody? Yeah, the boar ran out. You gotta, you gotta eat some boon jerky. Although, I, I don't know, man. Boone's meat's probably pretty full of infection and, and it's fucked up right now. I, I don't know that I'd eat Boone. Syphilis. Well, you know, the thigh is tenderized. Oh, no, it's full of like, <laughs> like, like chips of bone and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like bone fragments. He did yeah. sleep with Shannon. So who knows what's pulsing through those veins? Oh, yeah. There, there's there's all kinds of uh, it's like you don't want to eat uh, someone that was bitten by walkers. I'm sure Boone's filled with equal amounts of disease. <laughs> oh, oh, so so, you you know, Boone dogs then. <laughs> I, maybe if they're like extra, extra well done. It like cook the shit out of those. Well, guys, next week. So here's our plan. Uh, next week, um, the actual in Lost, the next episode that aired was called Lost a Journey. We talked about it last week, which was a clip show. Um, and so 
you know, we're going to, we're going to watch it and we're going to talk about it. It's just going to recap our conversation. I don't think will be anything, um, anything great. Probably not going to take oh, notes on it. It's going to be great. Everything yeah, we say bullshit, is great. Gunner. Everything we do is amazing. <laughs> well, but what I'm say saying otherwise. is, is it's not going to take up much because we are also going to do episode 21, the greater good. So we are at 21, the greater good. The week after that, Born to Run, which is episode 22. And then here's how we're going to do the last, the the Exodus. We're going to do the first part, which is episode 23, Exodus part one. We're going to do that as one episode. Now, if you're watching on Hulu, Exodus, there's part two and part three. The DVD, I believe, is just part two. So I don't know where you're watching it or how you're watching it, but we are going to do part two and three, uh, the two-parter finale as one episode. So, man, that leaves just four more, one more month before we are into season two. Man. The longest season. Uh, yeah, I think the second season is also like, 24 episodes, but I don't know if there's a two-hour finale. Uh, I think this is the longest one, but yeah, it's one of the longer ones. Put it that way. So so far, everyone's digging this, right? Oh yeah, Keith, you're liking yeah. it. Of course, yeah. I mean, I of course, I just got a good prediction, so I'm 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 sold. Gunner, like you know this. me. If yeah. I don't like it, I'll just stop fucking showing up. So <laughs> yes, you established in this episode. I, I'm a quitter. If I if I quit, you know I quit something. I I just won't be there. Yeah, just like movie clubs. Yeah, exactly. You knew I quit because I wasn't there anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that is the show this week. Um, yeah, I guess, like I said, we are only a couple weeks away from season two. So thank you, everyone, uh, for listening. Uh, I'm so, like, blown away by the numbers. Like, thank you guys so much. Hey, tell your uh, friends. Yeah, tell your friends. And you know what? I never, ever, I never ask people to do, and I don't know why I don't. If you, uh, if you could do us a favor, if you uh, subscribe to this, write us a review, give us a a rating. I think it helps the show when people are looking for lost podcasts. Um, It'll bump us up a little. But man, I am blown away. Thank you guys so much uh, for listening. So in the meantime, if you want to communicate with us, uh, we have to go back.net is our website. We are part of the wide open mic podcast network, which is wide open mic.net. Both of them will get you the same place. Um, if you go to our site, uh, there is a link where you can email us. Um, you, if you could do a voice message on your phone, if you want send us an email, um, we would love to have your comments. And oh, talk I, bet about we, it. I bet we would. I bet we would play the voice things on the podcast. And you're like, darn skippy. Yeah. Um, so, and or if you if you hate us, I'm I'm used to that. So you know, send us your hate mail too. That's fun. If you, you want to tell Keith he drops too many c words or uh, or no, whatever, not. maybe you're a big Shannon fan and you really want to tell me where I can go. You know, I I want to hear that. <laughs> or you hate maybe, lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. You want to tell Daz to go suck it. Daz got the murderer of your husband off, and you want to send hate mail to him. That's cool. There's only so much mail we can read. (laughs) You act like any of these are going (laughs) to. 
right, guys. So wideopenmic.net. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. We have to go back. A Lost Rewatch podcast or Wide Open Mic uh, Net. I think is our uh, our the page for why for uh, Facebook at WHTGB podcast is our Twitter handle. I'm terrible at it. I promise I'm going to do better. I say that every week, but uh, yep, that's it. We love you guys and we will see you back next week with episode 21. The greater good. See you guys. Peace. See you later.